Welcome to Foundation Christian Church. We're glad that you're joining us for today's message. For service times or to join a disciple group, please visit foundationcitrusheights.com. So we, uh, in this church, we recognize accomplishments and we're thankful for that. So as Brandon and Crystal come up, um, in, in, yeah, absolutely. In, in our church, we recognize when people graduate, when people are baptized, when people commit their lives to something, we want to recognize that. And in that spirit, we just thank you for Celebrate Recovery. Thank you, Pastor. How's it going? Found- Can you hear me? All right. How's it going, Foundation Church? How are we doing? My name is Brandon, a faithful believer in Jesus Christ, and I have the honor of being the Celebrate Recovery Ministry Leader for Foundation Church. Um, well, and this is Crystal. This is, this is the woman leader uh, that brought all the women through the step study. Um, I guess I can go ahead and start with uh, where I was the first time, all right? my first step study. Uh, some of you might not know this. Some of you in the crowd do know this. So when I first started off, when God saved me, I was homeless. I was addicted. Uh, my past struggles were drugs, alcohol, gangs, violence. Um, I was not the man that you see before you today. Um, and that's all due to Christ Jesus, uh, the steps of Celebrate Recovery, and this church right here, Foundation Church, that I've been a part of. Um, thanks to those three things, I have seven years clean. Seven years clean, right? Amen. Amen. Uh, and, and I once started off homeless, a 14-foot trailer. Matter of fact, there's somebody in here where I stayed out in front of their house in a 14-foot trailer when I was first getting clean. Now God has blessed me and I own my own home. Praise God. Praise God. Um, So if I was to talk about my first step study, I would say that I was dealing with uh, loss of a loved one. My mother and biological father, they passed away in 2013. Little backstory about me as well. My mother was a drug dealer, so I grew up in that that scene, right? So so being a, um, being a, (laughs) being a drug dealer, being a, being a gangster, that was, that was all I knew. so my first step study, I dealt with uh, loss of a loved one. I dealt with uh, my drug addiction. I dealt with uh, my porn addiction. I dealt with uh, my anger. Um, just, just a wide variety of things. Um, that was five years ago. Um, this step study, I would say that I learned that I don't always have to be the tough guy, that I can be transparent that I can talk to people about what's hurting me, about what's hurting my heart. I could tell people that I love them and, and that I'm proud of them and that they can be so much through God and that God is, gonna, God is gonna work inside of them and turn them into something that they could never imagine because he did it for me. He did it for me. Um, so that's, that's what happened. This step study, this go around, uh, the participants that are gonna uh, get up in a little while, uh, we made it through Ten and a half months. That's how long a step study is. And um, when we launch, we're going to launch a Celebrate Recovery at Foundation. Um, it'll be the, the ministry part of it. It'll be all the fun, right? So right now I'm going to introduce Crystal. If, oh, by the way, if it wasn't for Crystal, we would have never had a woman's step study. She stepped up to the plate. Yeah, yeah. In, in the beginning, it was just me, me and my buddy Scott, and we were just going to do the men. And then Crystal said, you know what? The women need it too. How about I come on over and help you? So, praise God for that. To clarify, 
I think I was cornered and was like, you know, I feel the spirit moving and that maybe you should pray about this crystal. And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> um, I, I am incredibly grateful. Uh, like Brandon said, it was 10 and a half months and it's a journey. And to share about my, pro my journey in recovery, um, I am a recovered alcoholic and um, recently celebrated four years in recovery. Um, thank you. Now, when I say I'm a recovered alcoholic, that doesn't mean that I have like, learned how to control it and I can now go to the bar and have a drink. What I've learned through Celebrate Recovery and the tools that I learned through this class, I've learned that the enemy is a liar. And that he lied to me and he told me that this drink would take away my anxiety. Well, science now shows us that alcohol actually induces the hormones of anxiety. Um, it told me that it would make me feel better. And in my shame, when I would wake up the next morning hungover, I definitely didn't feel better. And it got to the point where one day, I, I was never suicidal, but I remember being on the floor one day and I, I just said, God, if I don't wake up tomorrow, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, I'm, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired, and it wasn't just alcohol. I'd turn to food. I'd find myself shopping. There was all these things. I was turning to men in relationships, and not even relationships, just looking for validation, looking for that, that affirmation that I was worth something to somebody. And all of those things were all enemies that the lie told me that I needed or those things were gonna fix me. But here's what I've learned about God, and God's not in the business of fixing people. Now, if you're here today and you're like, oh, I wanna do this, I, I need to fix a problem. Uh, I am sorry to disappoint you, but I'll tell you what he will do is he will restore you. And if you know anything about restoration, it requires a little demolition, right? So I had to get down to the root of the things that were tearing me down, that the enemy used to lie to me, to tell me that I was worthless and that I wasn't gonna be anything and that I should just give up. I had to get to the root of those lies that started from when I was a child. We've been picking up baggage since before we could probably remember and and then the, that's where that is. Hey, you're just like your mom. You're just like your dad. You're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to be financially stable. All of these lies that we're told that are built on a foundation, not of truth. And so what we learn through Celebrate Recovery is we learn the tools to get down to the root. Because it's not about the behavior, right? I can try to control my spending. I can try to control my eating. I can try to control my drinking, but that's just controlling the behavior because all of those things are comfort-seeking behaviors. And so when I was able to get down to the, the root of it, when I was able to go back to the moment where the enemy lied and told me, your mom doesn't care about you. If she did, she wouldn't stay with this guy. He doesn't care about you. If he did, he wouldn't hit you. So we had to get down to that root, and then I got to rebuild on the truth of God's word. Galatians 5, <laughs> Galatians 5 says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. He wants us to be free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. 
So just because I feel like I'm in control and I can have a champagne toast, I would be setting myself right back up to walk into that bondage. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to what? Still. That's right. That's all he wants to do, and he wants to tear you down. But I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And I can tell you that today I'm walking in the promise. I've married an incredible man who waited for me till we were married. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. He married me while I still had all my clothes on. <laughs> and he stands with me. I own a home. I grew up on welfare. I have life. I have it more abundantly. And I'm living in the overflow. And what I learned was a bunch of tools to lean in. To, we sang a song today, Jaira, the God of enough. Are you living today in where you are content? Or are you restless and irritable inside because there's something inside that, that isn't fulfilled and we're seeking to fill it with other things? But we've learned the tools here in Celebrate Recovery. I went through this study. I'm not fixed. I'm not fixed. Let me tell you, I, I still got a lot of things that need to be healed and need to be repaired and relationships. It's a journey, but what I have today is a set of tools. So I don't, I don't have to go back to that way. I don't have to go back to that vomit that I lived in before. So that's what I had to share. Good for you. What a great job, huh? God bless you. Amen. Amen. So a little bit about Celebrate Recovery. Uh, Celebrate Recovery is a program aimed at all hurts, habits, and hangups, including but not exclusive to high anxiety, codependency, drug and alcohol, gambling, sexual integrity, pornography, you name it, we got a class for it. Um, a lot of people, when they hear Celebrate Recovery, they think to themselves, oh, that's where those people go. That's where, that's where the addicts go, and that, that's not true. We have groups for people that, that deal with loss of a loved one where their uh, significant other has passed away. We have people that are, that are dealing with uh, work issues, anger in the workplace, where they're not trying to explode. They're trying to learn how to deal with things on a, on a, a more godly level. Uh, so at this time, Jeremy is going to play a three-minute video, and it's going to kind of sum up what Celebrate Recovery, what it's going to look like when we launch in September. I had to control everything. I had to control it from beginning to end. I had to be able to manipulate it. I was having a hard time moving forward. Um, I was um, paralyzed by a lot of fears. I was going through the motions as a Christian, but not being the Christian. The real Denise had some ugliness in her, some things about myself that I didn't even want to know because I'd buried so deep. A lot of people have the misconception now that it's a drug and alcohol program and uh, that's where those people go. It's so much more than that. The people that come through Celebrate Recovery, the majority of them are Christian. They love the Lord, but they don't know how to handle these hurts, these bad habits and hang-ups. I still had pride issues. I was still a people pleaser. I still was more concerned with what other people may think in opposed to what God would do. In the past, I've struggled with many different types of sin. Anger, codependency, looking at the wrong thing on the internet. Self-abuse, cutting, it could be self-hatred. Um, eating disorders is huge. We have times in our life where we feel out of control. Is there any hope for me? Or is this it? Is this as good as it's gonna get? 
The Celebrate Recovery meeting is where I really feel that I get spiritually connected. Because I know I'm entering into a place where there's no judgment. You work on whatever those hurt habits and hang-ups that you may have, you have a chance to work on them in an, in an isolated situation. We've seen people who came in that were so broken, so down, so hurt, and to watch the transformation is just remarkable. You're here because God has led you here. And the message He wants you to receive tonight has everything to do with the hope that He wants to put in your heart. I had all these walls up. I wasn't letting anyone in. I was fearful. The Lord just surrounded me with a small group of people that would not stop loving me. And it was different for me, but I allowed it. That hole in my heart was being filled with something pure and holy. I'll never, ever forget that. And slowly but surely over this four-year period, I have worked on my spiritual principles. The things that allow me today to be a better person, a better father, a better husband. What Celebrate Recovery allowed me to do is deal with that person in the mirror and become the type of Christian that God wanted me to become. We know for a fact you can have victory because we're experiencing it ourselves every day. So God wants us to celebrate the recovery that we have through our risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, if I can get all the graduates to stand up and come on up here, we're going to go uh, men this way, women this way. Come on up. Give them, a, give them a hand, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, Foundation. Woo! Look at them go. Look at them go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do the ladies. All right, our first person here is Carmen. And Miss Carmen, you have a little something you want to share? Sure. <clears throat> Public speaking, everybody loves it, right? So um, I came to celebrate recovery because I was dealing with abandonment issues and some chemical dependence and just living in denial. <clears throat> Sorry, we girls, we do this all the time. <clears throat> so how did I end up at Foundation Church? I had tried a step study at another church and it didn't work for me. I wasn't ready. And, but I just kept seeking God. Like, okay, God, 
I got to a point in my life that I realized that God is all I needed because at that point, God was all I had. <laughs> my, <clears throat> sorry. my mother passed away during COVID. I went through a divorce during COVID. My grandson was diagnosed with a disease during COVID. <clears throat> but I felt that this was really a time for me to stop being so codependent and taking care of everyone else's issues. It was time for God to really dig deep. And so I was searching and searching, and I went to a Celebrate Recovery meeting in Antelope, where I met Nancy, and Nancy brought me here to Foundation, and I was connected with these women that have just really given me hope and love and always a place to call or go. And I also got a puppy while I was here. <laughs> so I know these are really tears of joy. And so signing up for a step study is a year commitment typically, 10 months to a year, but it's worth every single week. Because although there are days you wake up and you say, oh, I'm not really feeling like going today. You just say to yourself, I'm going to go anyway, because God wants us to have fellowship together, and he's going to put the people in your lives to help you to get those tools. Again, we're never going to be perfect, and we're going to have that restoration, but it's not, it's not over. So you hear, this is my first study, this is my third study, this is my eighth study, because again, it's not just chemical dependence. It's all of those emotions that we haven't received the training on how to cope with. And it gives us those coping mechanisms to be able to heal, to let God shine through us and serve other people. So I'm just thankful that Foundation had this program available. And I'm happy that God put me right in the paths of the right people to get me through this study. So thank you for letting me share. I don't feel comfortable. I'm sorry. I want to thank you. I want to express gratitude and love that if you hadn't done this and opened your doors, we couldn't have gotten to where we are today. Um, that's about all. And Kim, we're grateful that you came every week. Your, your shares, your vulnerability, your honesty made us be more able to be honest and more vulnerable with each other. And you helped give each other, give us strength to dig deep because of what you were willing to do. So thank you for coming. Thank you for being faithful. And thank you for being there. Come on up, girl. <laughs> you know, I took five days to write a two-minute speech, and, and then I left it home, and it's like everything that could have happened would have. But because I did this, I'm going to try to skim through some of this. 
So the other day I was looking at a movie on Netflix and it was called All Together Now and it was based on a mother-daughter relationship. So at 2.30 in the morning, this came over my heart. I said, I gotta get up and I gotta write because what this movie had said. And um, part of this was, um, like this little girl lost her mom and she was a teenager in high school. Well, I'm losing my mom and I'm going into retirement. So with that being said, I still felt like I want my mom. I need my mom. Your age has nothing to do with what you need. So um, this movie begins with a, a poem with uh, Angie, Emily Dickinson and it's called um, Hope is a Thing with Feathers. And I don't have that poem with me, but I left it. <laughs> and then I just, just wanted to say that my mom had suffered a, four, when I was 14, my mom suffered a nervous breakdown. And during that breakdown, a lot of things happened. Uh, my mom was bipolar. My dad's family and him kept saying that my mom was just seeking attention. And mental issues, people have them, you know. Um, I was left alone. During this, my mom's meltdown, my dad ran to my, my grandmother's house. Um, I was left alone at 14, and I had too much freedom, and I ended up joining membership with a gang, and they became my family. And the drugs that I started using, I used to pacify my anxiety and what I was going through and escaping. That's how I escaped. And, you know, by the time... My parents got their life together, and they got back together. It was already too late for me. Um, the emotional damage had taken place. Um, I started using drugs, uh, angel dust, weed, acid pills, heroin, cocaine. And alcohol was something I barely kind of used because I was a greedy drug addict. I only wanted money for drugs, no alcohol here. But, you know, alcohol was still a danger for me. Um, my, my gang friends became my family. And because of that, you know, I got, I got like an applause every time I did something bad, you know. If I did a robbery, if I punched someone in the face, my homeboys would give me props. And I became a getaway driver and, you know. I just started doing crazy things with them, and you know, I was getting validation through this. So, of course, um, I was still plagued mentally, and my insecurity was showing up in hostility. Um, I wanted my family to be proud of me, this new family that I found, so, you know, um, I, I did whatever I could to please them. Um, I had a boyfriend that was in prison, and him being there, I became his mule, and I started smuggling heroin to him. And then from that, I could never say no to him. And you know what? I was 17 at that time. And then recently, he got, a, he got connected with me, and I still felt everything that I felt, like the loyalty to him, like I couldn't say no. But in this class, in Celebrate Recovery, it was teaching me to have boundaries and I was able to not fall for anything that he was offering me. Um, uh, you know, and 
When I did get married, I married a man that didn't do drugs, didn't drink, didn't smoke, but just because you don't do those things don't mean that you are a safe person. Things that he started showing up in his life caused me to get out of, get out of there and divorce him. So in, 20, in, two, in September uh, 2012, I came here from Nashville uh, to Kelly. And I still, I was clean at that time, all those years, uh, but I had some things going on, you know, and I couldn't identify them. I couldn't fix them, so I would just live with them. And if I went off, I went off, you know. It was like, Lord, forgive me. So anyways, um, I started... I was able to buy a house, I was able to buy a car, I was able to come to church, I was able to find my way to healthy places, but you know, when I came here, I was like, oh man, everybody smokes weed, it's legal, everybody drinks, I started smoking, you know? So even though I was trying to find my way to church, I was still doing these things in secret, even though I didn't do heroin or cocaine or any of those other hard drugs, I was still smoking weed. But when I came to celebrate recovery, uh, oh my God, I heard a testimony that broke me and it changed my life. And I'm just gonna tell you, um, if I can just read this part. Um, I acknowledge that I was, I, I came to celebrate recovery. Um, I know that the blood of Jesus is the one that saved me and empowered me. And now I live a complete drug-free life. I was cleansed and forgiven, um, but um, God started cleaning up the edges, landscaping and manicuring my, my, my garden and my house, my spiritual temple, God started cleaning. And then God started restoring me and I didn't feel like fighting anymore. I didn't feel like I, I was going crazy, I trusted the Lord and I turned my insecurities to him. I acknowledged that I've been hurt, I also hurt people. I was given tools to make amends quickly for those foxes that spoil the vine. My character is constantly being repaired through attending meetings, prayer, Bible reading, and serving others. I learned the importance of communication with a loving God and communicating that love to my peers and to others. Um, this message I carry now is because God gave to me way more than I could ever give to you or anyone else. And I have a spiritual account, I have hope, I have friends, I have support, and the storms in my life have been quieted. And even in this extremity, the Lord did not ask a crumb of me. And that's where my hope comes from. So I thank you guys for letting me share. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. And thank you for your raw honesty in all of our meetings, um, because again, you were part of that pillar of hope and strength that encouraged the rest of us to continue to dig deeper. All right, here we go. Now we got the guys. All right, so the first one's gonna be, gonna be no, you stay up here. Because <laughs> I, because I come back up. Because I got something, I got something for the leaders at the, at the end. Yeah, you're not dismissed. Come on, hold on. All right, <laughs> they waited. 
Uh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, so, so the first person is Jason. What can I say about Jason? When he first came in, he was a little rough around the edges, but I'm telling you right now, every time this man speaks, drops bombs of wisdom. Wisdom, you helped me in my recovery. You know what I mean? Uh, every, every, uh, every and anything I could say about you, man, is that, that you keep pushing no matter what. You know, family, man. You take care of your family. You do what you have to do. And uh, you do it clean. You do it sober. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Morning. My name is Jason, faithful believer in Jesus Christ. When I came here, I had just come off a relapse. I had uh, six years, five months, and I participated in AA and NA. Um, and I did everything that they suggested in that program. Um, but when I came to celebrate recovery, I was able to get intimate with these men on a level that I have never been able to get with uh, anything else or anyone else for that matter. So um, I was able to share things that I've never shared with anybody ever. So. Uh, I'm really grateful for these guys, you know. Um, Celebrate Recovery, it helped me identify behavioral patterns. Um, and as soon as I started putting God first in my life, it's like everything else just fell into place, you know. And I experienced that here at Celebrate Recovery, and um, I ain't never going to forget it. And... Um, I, I owe you guys a debt of gratitude, man. I really do. You know, I had a, um, I, I thought about what I was going to say, you know, and I, you know, and all that stuff, and my heart's pounding right now, but, you know, um, said all that to say this, I'm just extremely grateful for these men and um, you guys opening the doors for us, and uh, I come from the same background as Brandon, um, a long, miserable prison career um it's all behind me and um i'm just ha i'm just grateful to be here and uh you know i've been out for eight years and <laughs> that's like the longest since 1998 so i'm extremely you know grateful and um you know like i said i just put god first i put him first and um everything in my life started to fix itself. I, I, and that's just the truth. So thank you. All right, this guy, Jerry, my main man. Huh? So Jerry right here, him and I, um, we, we have some things in common. Uh, when he first came in, he was going through some things that I had went through. Uh, and a lot of his shares I, I was able to relate to. Um, he also, he helped us with the uh, painting of rooms one, two, and three. All, all the men did. Um, we could count on him. He showed up. He put in his work. We appreciate you. you know, he's doing great. Your turn. My name is Jerry. And um, I was born and raised in Fresno. And uh, so, yeah, gangs, uh, drug addiction, alcoholism. Um, yeah, that... that um, was a big deal growing up, and um, 
I ended up uh, exploring new uh, careers. It's a trip how I landed here in Sacramento with you guys. Um, I wrecked a car at three D, no, two DUIs, and the third one. And they read that if I check myself into rehab, that the judge will be more lenient on me. So I went through because I was a, I was a plumber in the Bay Area and I was working for the union and uh, making great money, but I was still living check to check and uh, living out of my car because I didn't want to pay the gas. I'd rather pay the dope man to to get loaded than to go home with. Uh, at the time, I was married and with my kids. Um, so I called the insurance. Insurance said they're the closest rehab that's available is here in Sacramento. So I landed here, and I was in um, inpatient program for three months. And in those three months, I realized uh, it, it was really just a, a bit for me. I wasn't trying to get clean. I was just trying to not go to jail. Um, and in that time, I realized, yeah, it's time to clean up my act. Um, and uh, in, in that uh, rehab, I, we would go to celebrate recovery on Thursdays, a small group. That's where I met uh, Brandon and my sponsor, uh, Scott Free. And then I just got out of rehab and kept on going. And then I landed here, and I haven't looked back. And I thank all of you for having me. All right, this next guy, David. David, what can I say about David, huh? This guy wants to be the best father in the whole entire world, and it's my favorite thing when he starts sharing about it. Huh? No, yeah. Every time on, on lock, this guy stays busy taking care of his family, and uh, he's, your recovery's real, man. It's real, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're doing great. Go ahead and want you say a couple words. All right. <laughs> my name's David. Uh, faithful believer in Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, so before I get into it, so God spoke to me this morning. You know, we were actually kind of on time today, so we hit Dutch Bros. And, uh, feel the spirit. Right, feel the spirit. <laughs> so we, we pulled in there and, and, and ordered our drinks, and we pulled up, and, and the guy at the window, you know, he's got a one earring with a little gummy bear on it and, you know, like right. a pink shirt. And, and I'm immediately judging this guy right off the bat, you know, and my, that's just where my head goes. I'm judging him and, and we're sitting there and he starts asking us about our day, what we're going to do. And, and, and I'm like, we're going to church, you know, and he's like, oh, that's awesome. And, and then he starts sharing a little bit about his story and how uh, he was in the Mormon church and he got pushed out because, you know, the way he was living. And uh, but he, he said he loved that Christianity, you know, and, and, and all, all the stuff that we stand for and the love that Christ has for us. And uh, and he asked if I ever if I ever gave his testimony before. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to give one this morning. So uh, but he told me to come up here and speak from my heart and, um, you know, bless bless my week. And it just kind of, you know, God kind of put me in check right there because I was sitting there judging this guy and. You know, the whole conversation that we had was, was pretty cool. So, um, but I said that because I kind of, that's, that's kind of coming up in my life a little bit. It came up when I came to Celebrate Recovery. You know, I, I came in, I, I come from AA and NA, and uh, 
you know, Jason was the one that brought me to the meeting and I was kind of skeptical. I was, it was different. You know, I know I'm a believer and I, I want to walk with Christ and I was interested, but it just wasn't the normal format. So, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect, but, uh, the more I stuck around and the more I started coming, uh, the more I was looking forward to it. That was like the highlight of my week really was to come to celebrate recovery and meet with these guys and get honest and, um, work on these things, you know? and uh, talk about it and hear everyone else's struggles. And um, so, yeah, it's been a journey. And, you know, when I came in to celebrate recovery, uh, I think I had five months clean. My background is similar to these guys's with drugs, prison, violence, all that. But I won't get into that. So my journey when I came to celebrate recovery, I think I had five or six months clean and sober. My youngest right here was probably a few weeks old, and my dad had died a few weeks before that. Sorry. So it was pretty treacherous for me. And uh, I was able to come in here and, you know, kind of abandon myself and try to put some faith in this, you know. And, um, and it hasn't been an easy road. It's been treacherous at times. You know, once the Celebrate Recovery ended, I kind of, I don't know if I backslid or what, I just kind of felt a little bit lost, you know? And I called Brandon one day and I told him, hey, I'm going through it. And he's all, you're not the only one. So, yeah, so now we, we're gonna continue doing this thing uh, and I'm looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, I guess all I can say is that the journey's not over, you know? It's just beginning. It's just beginning. So uh, this, isn't, this is a graduation of the class, but our journey continues. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for all these men right here and women. We haven't had a lot of conversations, but we come in there to clean up. Clean up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I got a beautiful kids and a loving wife, and I'm blessed today. And thank you guys for being here. Amen. All right, now we got the man. We got Eric, huh? What can I say about Eric, huh? I'll tell you what I could say. I spend more time with this gentleman right here because we also work together. Uh, when I first met him, this was years back, it was on a job site. And I was telling him, uh, because I had met his son, and his son had you know, let me know that sometimes he drank a little bit, right? So I start talking to him uh, about Celebrate Recovery, and this gentleman right here looks right at me, he says, I know God, him and I have an understanding. I don't need celebrate recovery. I don't need to go to church. I don't need any of that, right? I said, okay. And then I just kept on hanging out, kept on hanging out. And God, all of a sudden, God moved him into a shop, into the, uh, the LB shop. And then all of a sudden, he decided one night, one, one day at work, that he was going to come to the meeting. And before you knew it, he had everything. He had all the little planners. He had all the little stuff that he was going to write down. He had pocket protectors and everything. Like he, was, he was not playing. He was not playing. He was on top of his homework on top of it. I've told you this many times, how proud I am of you, right? I've told you a thousand times that I, that I would have given anything to see one of my parents do what you did and have the courage to do what you did and change your life. There, there, is, there is nothing else more important than what you did and what you're doing now moving forward. I love you, Eric. You know what I mean? Come on. 
me and my wife worked on this this morning. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, God for guiding me and giving me uh, the strength to walk, um, the strength in walking with me through this journey. <clears throat> I'm standing here close to uh, to him and sober. Amen. After how many years? 18 years. 18 years. 18 years. Beer in my hand every day. Every day. Coming uh, up on a year. Gonna be clean. To my wife and kids and my family, it's taken up half this place. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, for showing me unconditional love and support and understanding and uh, for never giving up on me. And Brandon and Scott, uh, for the leadership. I thank you for uh, the leadership and guidance and all the guys. I mean, yeah. And, of course, for the church for allowing such an uh, awesome uh, program. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, man. I'm so proud of you. I have no hormones, so I cry a lot. <laughs> um, you got a big heart, uh, that's why. And bring me closer to God. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got more to say, but Come I don't on. know if I can say it. Swing it. <laughs> huh? Well, you bust out in song. Um, yeah the testimony of these guys right here and just being with them every week couldn't have done it without them and uh, and my family of course Um, um I have bigger struggles, and uh, God has made himself so apparent to me that I don't even know what to say, but thank you. That's all. Great job. Great job. Now we got coming up Mr. Scott Free. What can I say about Scott Free? Not very much. Oh, a whole lot, huh? Because he keeps it under wraps. No, I'm just kidding. No, Scott, uh, he was punctual, right? He was on top of his game. Uh, You could count on Scott no matter what. He was going to show up. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. There were no excuses. He was there. Um, He shared, and, and I got to know a lot about him where before, you know, I knew nothing. Uh, when we first started, we were at the Heights Church, and we were leading together, and he was interested in running a step study for his first time, so I had told him, hey, let's go over here, let's uh, run this little step study, and, and it worked out because the Heights Church ended up um, closing down their CR, so we continued on. Everything happens for a reason, right? Um, if it wasn't for you saying, hey, Brandon, I want to I I do a step study, mm-hmm. right? And us going and, and trying to get it done where we were at and them saying that we couldn't. So us finding, you know, going back to my roots to figure it out, it would have never happened. Yeah. 
The step study would have never happened, right? The women wouldn't be here. The guys wouldn't be here. And it's just, uh, it's amazing how God works. And um, those, uh, what do they call it? A God appointments. Because yeah. that night was a God appointment. Amen. 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 There you go, brother. Okay, well, I'm Scott. I'm a great believer in Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to ad lib for about a 60 seconds, and then I got to tell you everything about me. Anyway, um, uh, I guess number one, it's not, I am 71 years old, so it is not too old to get involved in CR. So if you're uh, sitting in the back saying, God has passed me up, that's not true. Um, they all know that, that I'll, I'll, I'll read more about this, but uh, they're the ones that taught me this year. And I've shared it with them several times. They know that they have shed light that, that has truly helped me. Thank you. Okay, with Come that on. out of the way. <laughs> Back to business. Yeah, okay, uh, my name is Scott and I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. And I'm one of the co-leaders here at Celebrate Recovery 12-step program. I'm very proud of all the men and women for their commitment to this program. It shows through everybody's dedication and their assurance in completing this program. It was a tough road. Um, on the men's side, around 15 men started this program. You see who's left. Um, The program duration uh, uh, lasted around 10 months and it consisted of going through four books. And, uh, and each one of these helps us identify uh, our addictive behaviors and gives us tools uh, to help us take action against it. Um, I want to share with you uh, three things. Uh, number one, what this program meant to me. Number two, where I got my strength. And number three, what motivated me. Uh, where I got uh, the 12 step, what it meant to me. It says, uh, on our paths through life, sometimes we approach valleys. In the beginning, it, looks, uh, it looked at my circumstances and they seemed unsurmountable. I said to myself, it's too deep or the widths are just too vast. And this is how it was in the beginning with my addiction. I followed, uh, I allowed doubt to dominate the way I think. What I soon learned was that my recovery is going to be a walk of faith. However, God was going to build a bridge from one side of my valley to the other. I had no idea how this bridge was going to be built or how I was going to get up to the other side. I look back now and see that he led me just one step at a time. He gave me just enough information to get me through the week. He forced me to rely upon him. Many times I ran across difficult situations as I reached these hurdles and I realized that the Lord had a course correction for me every now and then. And there were many, many course corrections on my trip across this bridge. Where did I find my strength? As I began this journey for the second time, I needed to prepare for this new battle. And that's what it is, it's a battle. I needed a battle plan in place before I ever engaged my enemy. It is from this battle plan that my victories are obtained. My battle plan will prevent me from, from my setbacks becoming casualties. 
God told me the enemy will fight vigorously on my journey. And he reminded me that he has already won the war. So I created my battle plan and there was four parts of it and I'd like to touch very quickly on the first one is I use the scriptures. Hold tightly to the promises and read the scriptures relevant to my addiction. Ephesians 3.12, our struggles are not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, and against the powers of this dark world and the forces of evil. And this, another one is Psalms 23.4, even though I walk through the valley of darkness, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The second one is I realized my wrongs. I took the path of least resistance, and that's what put me here to begin with. I did what was easy to avoid what was hard. I identified the wrongs in my life and the pages are stuck together. And I identified the triggers that uh, set me down the wrong path. I was consistently reminded that doing what is right is not always going to be easy. The third one, I built the right perspective. I try to spend more time in the future, less time in the past. I have no control over my past, and it has occurred, and I can't change it. But I do have control over how I will let it affect me, how it will affect my family, my friends, and most importantly, how it will affect my future. I need to keep an open mind. I have a good plan, but God might have a better one. The last one is rejoice in the Lord always. This is the tough, tough one. When I am down and I feel defeated, the last thing I want to do is rejoice. I ask myself, what is the purpose of rejoicing over personal heartbreaks or bad choices? I ask myself, what is the purpose? When I'm in the middle of those difficult moments, I seem to overlook that rejoice part. Though, at the end of my difficult situations, that's when I can walk, that's when I can take time to rejoice in how God pulled me through this situation. Um, I am learning now to rejoice in the middle of my difficult situations. This changes how I react to situations. Uh, it's, the, the, the difficulties become much more manageable and less toxic. Rejoicing in the middle of my struggles helps me develop the right perspective. And the last one is what motivated me. People within my 12-step program motivated me. I know Jerry, David, Jason, Eric, and Brandon all motivate, <coughs> motivated me. My wife motivated me weekly. One particular verse in the story behind this motivation we were some, a lot of us are very familiar with Hebrews 12.1, but I personalized this and, and, and I read it to myself continually. Therefore, Scott, since you are surrounded by a, such a great cloud of witnesses, why don't you throw off everything that hinders you and the sin that so easily entangles you and then let us together with perseverance, run the race, the one that I have marked out for you. That race was my 12-step program for the second time. 
I began to address it with perseverance, but even more, I had to address it with my faith. I received motivation from the first line of this verse. I say that since I am surrounded by this such great cloud of witnesses, I ask myself, who are these witnesses? This helps me develop my assurance in the program and how it was going to help me. My belief came from the great cloud of witnesses and those were Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham. These were the people who received God's prior, who received the promise but were never able to see it. Moses, Sarah, and those were the ones who passed through the Red Sea. I read all these people in my recovery Bible and each one had a struggle and each one overcome their struggle. And they, 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 they found their answer to their struggle in many different ways. God called each one of us. I look at them and I gave each one their personal victories. Thank you for letting me share. All right, real quick. Before we go, this person, so I had the pleasure and the honor of meeting this person in the beginning of their recovery, and I watched them uh, throughout their recovery, and I watched them find the love of their life, I watched them in their workplace elevate, I watched them in their recovery, I watched them come and help me so there would be a woman's Celebrate Recovery Step Study. It's an honor to know you. It's an honor to uh, work recovery with you, and we appreciate everything about you. Crystal. And likewise, in the beginning of my recovery, I got to meet somebody that was welcoming, that, you know, in the times where we share our stories and share our struggles, there was never any judgment. There was always the love of Christ. And I have watched him rise up as a leader and be dedicated and committed to making a path for recovery for people. And his passion is intentional and it runs deep and he loves his family and he loves his people. He just loves very hard. And it's um, incredible to hear his story and to hear what God can do with you when you're willing and when you're vulnerable. And Brandon, thank you for being the Moses and parting the Red Sea and making this path so that way we could have the opportunity to go through this and making a way. So thank you very much. All right, I know we're running a little bit long. I know, I know we are. But real quick, I want to give the leaders, I got you guys something, something, something special, something special, something special, something special. Check that out. All right, so re read it real quick. Out of the ashes of addiction, recovery and growth. And it's a phoenix coming out of the ashes. It's on fire. It's an amazing chip. I'm just telling you, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> get that, I'm get that blasted. All right, uh, real quick, if anybody wants to take a picture, we're all going to hold these up, and then we're going to be finished. All right, ready? Get your phones out. Come Everybody on. Everybody get close. Everybody, come on, come on, shoulder come on, shoulder, guys. come on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Foundation. 
Oh, also, we love Lisa. She couldn't make it here, but we have her certificate. She graduated. She was amazing. She stepped in as a leader as well. So, hey, thank you. Thank you for being here with us today. The scriptural promise and premise is that at the very end in Revelations, it said that the people of God overcame the, the schemes of the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. What we heard today was a testimony of the power of God overcoming the schemes of the enemy. Give God a great applause. Amen. Amen. And let me pray for us and we'll dismiss. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you are big and we are small. And, and in that, we don't have to try to be big. We don't have to try to be strong. We don't have to try to be the providers of all things. We choose to, to accept your promise that we can rest in you. So we sit on your lap, recognizing that you have overcome the enemy. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And God's people said... Amen. Be dismissed.